The last thing we were discussing was we said that our Mishnah said that a person who was with uh, his sister, for example, or one of the Arayot, he's, uh, who's an Aray, he has to pay the fine. And in, uh, in, in Makot, we said he gets Makot. So which one is it? So you had... Ola explained the difference is over here talking about his sisters in Ara, over there she's a Bogeret. You heard review Hanan said it depends if there was a warning or not. And we saw Rish Lakish explain that our Mishnah is Rabbi Meir who holds you get punished by with the fine and you get the Makot both. And the proof is from uh, the person who, let's say, stole uh, a sheep on Shabbat and shechted it. He's hayav uh, four or five times, and he's hayav for shechting on Shabbat. And we said it was done through a uh, messenger. And we said, how could that be that this person does the hit and that person is hayav four or five times paying? And we explained that. Then Morzutra brought up a question. How could it be that if a person himself did Avirai, he wouldn't have to pay? But if a messenger did it for him, he would have to pay. And we said the reason he's, he doesn't have to pay is because Kamla Bidrabamine, he has the bigger punishment. And we said, but why are Hachamim Poter from four or five if he didn't do it? Someone else did it. And we explained who's Hachamim. That's Rebishim On. Who holds if the shaita was not edible, if not kosher, shaita is for it's not considered a shaita. And with that, we're starting Lamidal Damuralif, second line in, in the middle of the page where it says, Hatina Havodat Kochavim Veshoni Okay, I get it, Havodat Zara, or if it's an uh, ox that's supposed to get killed and the person shakted it, okay, you can't eat it, therefore you can't be uh, Mahayev the guy four or five times. El Shahitat Shabbat. If a person shakted on Shabbat, Shahitat Uyai. Person could eat it. The Tanan, we know the famous Mishnah. Shochet b'Shabbat or Yom Kippurim. Someone shechted on Shabbat or Yom Kippurim. Afal pishem mitchayev ben Avshu. Even though he's hayav mita for that shchita, shchita toke shera. So according to that, why would be why would Hachamim be poter from four or five times? So the Gemara explains because Savar la Kerebi Yohanan asandlar. He holds you not to eat it like Kerebi Yohanan asandlar. The Tanya, the famous Mishnah, Masechet Cholin. Ham vashel b'Shabbat b'Shogeg. If someone cooked on Shabbat by mistake, you know today was Shabbat. Yochal, you're allowed to eat it. Bemezid lo Yochal. If you knew it was Shabbat and you did it anyways, you're not allowed to eat it. That's the very Meir because it's a fine. Rabbi Yehuda Omer, if someone cooked b'Shogeg, Yochal lemotzei Shabbat. You're allowed to eat it motzei Shabbat. Bemezid, if you cooked on purpose, lo Yochal alamit. You never, you never to eat it, fine. And here, the Yohanan Sandlar Omer, he explained that if a person cooks Beshogeg by mistake, other people can eat it Motzei Shabbat, not, and not that Shabbat, because they don't want them enjoying from Shabbat's work. But he is not allowed to have it, because we're finding him. Bemezid, if he cooked on purpose, no one's allowed to eat it, not him, not someone else. And you have to say hachamim hall like that also. And that's why a person who shachted on Shabbat, the good shechita, you're not allowed to eat it because you did it on purpose. On the other hand, because it's a kosher shechita, you're not hayav four or five times, like what Rabbi Shimon explained. So my Talmud Rabbi Hanan Sandla, what's Rabbi Hanan Sandla's reason? Because there is Rabbi Hiya apit hade benesia, like Rabbi Hiya explained by the opening of the door of the, the, the house of the Nasi. It says, Ushmatemet Shabbat ki kodesh hilachem. You have to keep Shabbat because it's holy to you. Ma kodesh asur bachila, the same way kodesh you're not allowed to eat. Af maasre Shabbat asur bachila, same thing if someone cooks on Shabbat, you're not allowed to eat it. The Gemara says, "E ma kodesh asurbana af maasir shabbat asurbana." Maybe the same way kodesh is asur to have benefit from it, then shabbat also. If someone cooked on shabbat, you not have a benefit from it.
תעמוד לומר לכם, כל שיהיה בלכם, שלכם יהיה, it's yours, יכול אפילו בשוגג, maybe even if someone cooked by mistake, maybe same rules apply, תעמוד לומר מחלליה מות יומת. meaning במזיד there is חיוב מטעמת לך, however ולא בשוגג, but if someone did something by mistake, no. And פליגה בא רבא חבר אבינה. What happens with food that was cooked on Shabbat? According to Buhanan, there's a machloket Rav Hanan Avina. Had Amar Maaseh Shabbat Adoraita. One one of them says that if someone cooked on Shabbat, they do a melachan Shabbat. The food is a sur mi Adoraita. But Had Amar the Rabbanan. Man the Amar Adoraita. Whoever held that Rabbi Buhanan sources from the Torah, Kedamar, like we explained. Man the Amar the Rabbanan. One who says the Rabbanan, Amar Kira, he'll explain. Not the Mechalal Yamotimat. Rather, Kodesh he. He Kodesh, it is Kodesh, meaning the Shabbat itself is Kodesh, and, what, and whatever Melacha you did on it is not Kodesh. So Hakamim were only Gozer, you're not allowed to eat it, but it itself is not Kodesh. Now, Ulman de Amar de Rabbanan, and according to who says the Maaseh Shabbat is Asur, mid Rabbanan, then Maita Amayu de Rabbanan de Patre, then why are Hachamim being poter the person from four or five times? At the end of the day, he is allowed to have benefit from it, mid Deoraita, and therefore he, it's a kosher Shaita, and he should be Hayah four or five times. So the Gemara explains, Kika Patre Rabbanan, when Hachamim said Patur, from the four or five times, that's Ashara, it's going on the other stuff. That's going on the Avlet Kochavim, Shor Niskal, over there, it's a good Shaita. But as someone who cooks on Shabbat, or Yishakta on Shabbat, Hachamim will admit that he would be Hayav. Now the Gemara has a question, according to Rabbi Meir, when someone Yishakta on Shabbat, he's Hayav four or five times, but Toveh Avlet Kochavim, let's say someone is Shohet for Avlet Kochavim, once a person started shakhting and he, when he did the beginning of the shahita as for Avodah Zarah, the whole thing becomes Asur, even the owner can't have it anymore, it's Asur. Meaning, whatever what, the rest of the shahita that he was doing, he wasn't shakhting the owner's cow, this is uh, nobody's cow, this is an Avodah Zarah cow that has to get, you have to get rid of it. So according to Rabbi Meir, why would he be Hayav? But he shouldn't have to pay four or five times. So Amar no. Here we're talking about a situation, Be'omer, Bigman, Zivichahu, Avda. He's doing, his Avodah from Avodah Zarah is at the end of the Shaita. Which means, in a lot of words, that when he shakted it, he shakted his friend's animal. He's Hayav the four or five times. And only then the Isra Avodah Zarah comes in. And the Gemara has the same idea. With Shor HaNiskal, Lavdi Dehu Dekatabah. Why would he have to pay four or five times? It's not the master's uh, uh, cow. It's supposed to be killed. What are we dealing with? Here we're talking about where the owner of the cow gave it to a watchman, gave it to a shepherd, watch this cow for me. And it, and it ruined something. It damaged while it was in the shepherd's house. And the Psak Din came over there while he was in the shepherd's house. And at that point, And at that point, the thief came and stole that cow from the house of the security guard. He shakted it. He holds like Rabbi Yaakov and Rabbi Shimon. He holds like Rabbi Yaakov and Rabbi Shimon. He holds like Rabbi Yaakov that 
that when, let's say that whole judgment finished and he's hayaf to get the sekila, the scow, the surbahana'ah, if the the guard, the, the shepherd, bring it, brought it back to the owner, it's considered given back, and meaning the shomer could tell the owner, I gave it back to you, and uh, you know, I, you gave me a cow, I gave you back a cow, and and I'm not hayaf anything. That something that can cause you uh, to, say, or at least save you from owing money, it's like money. So the, since the the shomer could have given it back to the original owner and been patur from uh, for, from paying him a cow, and now he's not because you shafted it, then yeah, you would have to pay four or five times. Now, we started off the sugya saying that Rish Lakish said this is Rabbi Meir who holds, that our Mishnah is the Rabbi Meir who holds, a person could get makot and pay, as we saw with that uh, Braita in regards to a person who stole and shakted on Shabbat, or shakted for Avodah Zarah, or Shorah Niskal, and we saw that Rabbi Meir is Mechayev four or five times, Hachamim Arpoter, and we send the name of all the rabbis that we're talking about a situation where someone else shakted it, meaning the person who stole it gave it uh, to a messenger of his to do the shahita. That was the whole ha- haburta. That was the whole habura saying that. Here we're going to give a different answer. Now we're talking about the person himself shakting the animal himself. Meir has the concept where a person can get makot and pay, but metum shalem But he does not have the concept a person pays and gets a hayav mita also. And over here, it's different by the by the fine of four or five times. This is a chidush that Torah set when it came to a fine. Even though he gets killed, he also has to pay. explains his reasoning. If a person stole a goat, let's say sometime in the middle of the week, so he already has to pay for the principal of that goat. And he shechted it on Shabbat, Hayav. He has to pay the four or five times. Why shekvanit Hayav Because he's already Hayav in the theft before. Before the whole Shabbat uh, happened. So therefore, he's Hayav on the theft. And then when he shechted he's Hayav four and five plus whatever he did for Shabbat. But if he stole it and shakted it on Shabbat, Patur, he doesn't have to pay for the four or five times because he already has the Hayuv Mita. Because if there's no theft and there's no shakling, there's no selling. The whole idea is if he's Hayav on the principle, then he'd be Hayav on everything else. But if he's not Hayav on the principle because he's Hayav on a bigger punishment, then Kamla Bidrabamine, then he has he doesn't have to pay the four or five times, he's busy getting killed. If a person walked in to someone's front door, he stole a sheep, a goat, but then he took it into hiding and shechted it there, Hayav, he has to pay four or five times, because he already Hayav for the theft, he already Hayav for the principle of that goat, before he did things in private, in quiet. However, if someone stole and shechted it while in hiding, 
meaning he's coming as a night burglar where, where he's hidden, and over there the Torah was mafkir his blood. At that point, you're allowed to kill him because you don't know if he's coming in the middle of the night and hiding, maybe he's also coming to kill. At that point, the Torah calls him a rodef and he's a hayav mita. So here, if he's ganav etavah b'machtet, if he stole and he shachted in quiet, he's already hayav mita, then patur. Why? Shem en geneva, because if he didn't steal it, en tevihave en mechira, then there would be no shaita, there would be no selling, therefore there's no hayuv arba'ava hamisha, because when he stole it, he's already hayav mita. But if he already stole it during the weekdays, hayav for the theft, and he stole it... Uh, in daytime robbery in front of everyone, okay, over there is Hayav for the goat, and then when he does the Shaita, it's a different story. In both cases, if you only told me Shabbat, I would say Mishum de Surah Surah Olam, because you know, it's always Hayav Mita, and it's much more stricter, and the concept of Shabbat is a Surah forever, Aval Mahteret. When he's in the tunnel, after he stole something, they saw Sha'au, it's only for a short time that he would be Hayav Mita, maybe he should be Patur from uh, paying. And if you only told me the tunnel, I would have said, I would have said, when he's in the tunnel, that's his warning, and you're allowed to kill him even without warning him. Shabbat, you need a warning, it's not just uh, simply Hayav Mita. Maybe he should not be patur from paying. Maybe he has to pay. That's why I need both cases. And If a person stole a cow during a weekday and he shakted it on Shabbat, he has to pay four or five times. Because he's already on the theft before Shabbat came. But if he borrowed that cow and then he shakted it on Shabbat, and his when he shakted it, he was thinking of stealing it. Patur, he's patur from everything, meaning he's kamle uh, Meaning he's already hayav mita, so therefore he doesn't have to pay for the theft. Doesn't have to pay for the four or five times. He has to now worry about betin killing him. Amar le What's the halacha of Papa? He's coming to teach us about uh, the para. Meaning, we just had the same case, but with the goat. So what's the difference between a goat and a cow? So, No, Rav Papa is coming to give us the hidush of something borrowed. That he borrowed that cow, and he shakted it on the idea of stealing it. So, I mean, I would have thought, because Rav Papa said, that when someone rents a cow, the minute he pulls it, that's at the point where he has to feed it. Hachaname would have said the same thing when borrowing an animal, that the minute he borrowed it, he's hayav, that if anything happens to it, he has to pay for it. And maybe we'll say when he pulled it, that's the point where he's hayav in the principle. So if he shafts it later on Shabbat, he would still be hayav four or five times. Kamash Malan, if I was coming to tell me that as long as it's alive, it really belongs to the owner. And it, only when he does that shahita is when he stole it. And already that's already Shabbat. And he's not hayav for the stealing part. He's only hayav for the Shabbat part. Now, Amar Rabbah, Rabbah says, Yetomim, that uh, their father left them. He left them a borrowed cow. They're allowed to continue using it as long as their father borrowed it for. If he borrowed it for a year, he died two months later, they could use it the rest of the year. Meta, if it died, and they don't have to pay if something out of their control happened to it. 
meaning they, they weren't the one borrowing it. It's their father. He's died. He died, and they're not hayav in it. On the other hand, their father would be hayav in onus. He's a shoel a borrower. Is hayav in onus if something happens out of control. And Rabbi continues. Let's say they thought it was their father's cow. They didn't know. They shakted it. They ate it. Meshalmim deme basar bezol. They have to pay whatever whatever the worth of that meat is by the cheap standard. Meaning they only have to pay two thirds of its worth. Let's say their father left them land. Then hayavim neshalem. Then they have to pay. So now that last line. Where their father left them land, they have to pay. Some say that's going on the first part where the borrowed cow that they continued using it and it died out of onus. And some say it's on the second part where they shafted it by mistake. However, mentioned that last line that if their father left them land, they have to pay for it in full. So, whoever mentions it's going on the honest part, then call Shekin All the more so, they, have, they would have to pay if they shafted it and ate it by mistake. Upligad Rav Papa, and would argue on Rav Papa, because remember Rav Papa argues on Rava, he says that the Sho'el is not Hayav and the honest until the honest actually happens. It's not, uh, the cow is not by him. Even though he's holding it, it belongs to the owner until the honest happens, then he's Hayav. And one who says it's going on the part where they shafted it by mistake and ate it, yeah, but if an honest happened, they still wouldn't have to pay for it in full. And that's exactly like Rav Papa, that they don't have to pay for an honest until the honest happens, and the honest happened after their father, the borrower, died. Now let's go back to how we started this entire sugya. In our Mishnah, we see that if a person who's with one of the Arayot, he still has to pay knas. And in Masechet Makot, we see that he has to he has to get Makot, and you can't have both. And Ula explained that it depends on the age of of let's say his sister. If she's a bogeret, there's no knas. If Nara, there is knas. And we had Rabbi Hanan explain. Depends if they warned them or not. And then you have Rish Lakish who said that our Mishnah is like Rabbi Meir who said you could get Makot and pay the Knas. So Bishlama Rabbi Yohanan lo amak Rish Lakish. I understand why Rabbi Yohanan who said that it all depends if they warned them or not. I understand why he doesn't hold like Rish Lakish. Because he wants to say our Mishnah is like Rabbanan, which is the easy way out. To say that our Mishnah is like Rabbanan. It depends if they warned them or not. Rish Lakish who said it's Rabbi Meir. My time lo amak Rabbi Yohanan. Why don't you say like Rabbi Yohanan and set it up that it's according to everyone, according to Rabbanan? So the Gemara explains, I'm luck because Rish Lakish will tell you that when Hakamim say you don't get makot and pay, you got to do either one or the other. Kevan de if they warned him that if he did whatever he did, it'd be Hayav makot and he would be patur from paying. Then if they never warned him, then also Nami patur, he wouldn't have to pay either. Meaning, Rish Lakish would hold that in our Mishnah, if they didn't warn him, he wouldn't pay a knas according to Hachamim's logic. Therefore, Rish Lakish has to say that our Mishnah is like Rabbi Meir who holds that you would get makot and you would pay. And both of them, they're with, uh, with their reasoning. When Rav Dimi came to Babel, he said, if someone did an action that if he did on purpose, he would be Hayav Mita, he would be Hayav Makot. If he did it by mistake, Vedavara Hayav. 
And with that action, they would also have to pay for it. Rabbi Yohanan Amar Hayav. Rabbi Yohanan says you have to pay. Vesh Amar Patur, you don't have to pay. Rabbi Yohanan Amar Hayav, why? Dehalo Atru, they didn't warn him. Therefore, you can't, uh, you can't punish him twice. Vesh Lakish Amar Patur, he doesn't have to pay. Kevan Deilu Atru, because if they would have warned him that if he would have done this, he'd be Hayav Mita Makut. He would be Hayav Makut and he would be Patur from paying. When they didn't warn him either, he'd also be Patur from paying. And that's uh, both of them, Rabbi Yohanan Rish Lakish, going with their reason. And we'll stop right here. Baruch Hashem Le'olam. Amen. Ve'amen.